Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Nui, uh, I'm sorry, Barbara Manui, Chris Adams, Scott Dini, Annie Olowski, and Herbert Hike. Our re- uh, no recap tonight. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Okay, where we left off, you guys were turning in for sleep. Uh, you had been discussing what you were going to do the next day at, uh, at the, the Scat Cat Lounge uh, on the, the top floor of the, uh, the Crocker Hotel, where you guys are staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys want to do anything before you go to bed, or shall we just start the next day? Start the next day is fine with me. Yeah, that works. Okay. Tomorrow's fine. So you rise, you probably get some breakfast downstairs at the, the little bistro. Um, and what is your plan of action for today? I guess the first question is, uh, we, have, we have two shiny new vehicles. Yes. We should choose, drive, designate some drivers or decide whether we're going to take turns or decide whether we're going to make our interns or assistants drive us? Well, I've, I've, I've had my driving experience in this city. That was uh, pretty nerve-wracking. I, I might get a little uh, shaky behind the wheel. I had like a day off from driving. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you a bit. Thanks for keeping us alive yesterday. I'm not too bad at driving. I, I wouldn't mind getting behind the wheel for the day. Uh, that that works for me. I I won't object. Are we going to we're going to split up at all, or should we all go in the same vehicle? Well, another well, suggestion might assist- be that all of you go in one vehicle and your assistants go in the other vehicle. Yeah, that would make sense. Have them go do whatever you want them to do, what errands you want them to run. Right. Should, I think- what, uh, did we? I'm sorry. Did we have an address for his home? The uh, Tate. Correct. Somebody does. Yeah, I, I think I think so. Hang on. Uh, we've got an address. Yeah, he lives at 43. He lived at 43 Miranda Way in San Damio. And his next kin lives on 44441 Crestview. Well, if anybody has any objections, I think we should first go to his house or maybe the next kin and then to his house, see if he mailed any other packages out. I think the next weekend, maybe we could ask if we can go into the house. That way, you know, we're getting permission. Right, maybe maybe he has a key or something. Yeah. Into. Yeah. Breaking and entering in a new town is not always the best way to meet the local authorities. I'm just right. hoping if he, if he was, maybe he felt he was in danger and he might have, obviously he mailed the creature to the lab. Maybe he mailed some notes home or to his father or that's, I'm just going on a hunch, but maybe... You know, oh, maybe we'll get lucky. Makes sense to me. Now, uh, look, we find these places on the map. Will from our our commute from here to them? Will we go by by uh, his uh, place where he killed himself? What was it? Seaside Palisades Park. You won't go by it, but it's it's kind of in that direction. Okay. You can make a reasonable detour. I don't know what you expect to find there, actually, Dr. Cole. Actually, I think you're going to end up at your place first. Where is the map that I made? Let's see. 
Um, you're at the Crocker. Yeah. And you're going to be heading to uh, what was the address? It's, uh, Just say it's roughly in that direction, but it's farther. Okay. All right. Uh, just so maybe if we uh, just swing by, not not at a high priority, but yeah, definitely. I wouldn't mind seeing it just to get somewhat of an idea. I, I see it on the map now uh, there, Keeper. Okay. Now I have a question for the Keeper. Sure. Um, my character is a pacifist, but being that he's a zookeeper and on my character sheet, I had written down a, an animal trank gun. Would I have access to that, being yeah. that people shot at us with Uzis? Uh, well, kind of what I said to you as you were preparing your character is you're getting on an airplane and you're going to a business meeting, as far as you know. You wouldn't bring things like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because even if he was offered a gun, he wouldn't accept it. So I was however, just thinking... however, it's possible that at Zimvotech, they can they, they had animals at one point that they might have some stuff like that. Right. All right. And if not, I'm going to put in a request for one. Yeah. Okay. And on the commute, who was driving? Was it was it you, Dr. Carlisle? Yeah, yeah okay. I'll drive. Can we stop um, by the gas station? I want to pick up some mace. Uh, you know, they, they confiscated it at the airport. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've looked at this, and to be more clear, um, Dr. Tate's house is in the southern part of the, the city, as is Seacliff Palisades Park, where he committed suicide, or where he supposedly committed suicide. His brother lives on the north part of town. Okay. In a rather affluent neighborhood. So All it's right. not really on the way. All right. I would expect that Dr. Tate was doing pretty well himself, but yeah. Um, so uh, are we going to send the assistants off to Zinfotech to set things up? Well, we have some of the assistants who are setting up experiments, but my assistant, um, and I'm trying to remember who else is the assistant. We're going to go talk to the police. Yeah, it was mine. It was uh, my grad student, Jack Ferguson. Just try to learn about some of the local gangs and whatnot. I'm not trying to really let them know that we're onto them because we're concerned that the detective um, who declared it a suicide might be in on something. Um, Norman Martinez. G yeah, the GLC. Um, trying to see if that's a gang or something. Right. Okay. Um, so they're doing they're doing that. I don't know what everybody else's assistants are are doing. You can assume they're going to the lab to the lab set to up set up those that battery of experiments we wanted. Right. Do we uh, uh, before we head out? Do we want to ask uh, Richard Slakes to set anything up at Zinfotech? Is there any equipment that we want to request? Um, I would like to suggest that someone talk to Mr. Jadick about getting in touch with Corazini and Chandler, the heads of the increasingly vast pharmaceutical companies that own um, Dawn. Because I think, you know, I don't think we're going to get a meeting with Corazini, let alone with Talasa Chandler, but I imagine that Jadick can. Yeah. Right, right, perhaps. But do you think that it would be a good idea for us to? I know we had that meeting with, with Don Biozyme on 
next Monday, and today is Thursday. It's just the question is, will we want to try to get somebody to watch, almost watch their offices? Because that gives them plenty of time if they did have a hand in uh, Tate's death to clean up anything in, a, in his office. That's well, and for that matter, to move out creatures, since Tate implied that there were several, at least several on site. But I don't think we're going to have full access when we go on Monday anyway. So they could just put everything in a freezer and yeah. we would not know any better. I think they're only going to show us what they want us to see anyway when we go. Yeah. So a billion dollar company, they've already moved that stuff. All right. All right. Press on to the next again. Yeah, well, first we'll swing by the gas station uh, like you requested, and then yeah, we'll uh, head off yeah. to Mexican. So Sounds good. Uh, let's say, what time did we uh, get up and have breakfast? 9 a.m., I think you said right. last time. We'll say it's 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. Okay. Okay. Um, it's rather uneventful. It's easy to find your way around town. Uh, the town is... Uh, laid out like a grid. It's a more modern town than old fashioned town. So it's, it's pretty well thought out. Uh, you do notice when you leave the Crocker that the temperature is already high. It's, uh, it's hot, it's muggy, um, probably in the high 80s already this morning. Um, perhaps one of you watched a little TV last night and the weatherman said that it's, they're having a heat wave. Um, when we're at the gas station, I'll pick up a, whatever the most local paper is to see what they have to say about the earthquake. Okay. Uh, and the weather is unusual, right? It's usually dry here, but it's been muggy since we arrived. Yeah, it sometimes gets, it sometimes gets muggy on the coast. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's unusual. It's not unusual to have a heat wave. I'm going to pick uh, up a cigarette later and a couple Slim Jims. Right. And I want to pick up some maps. Okay. Because after, after our run-in last night, I want to make sure that I start memorizing other routes kind of around the city in case we need them. So. Okay. Um, uh, David, it takes you a few minutes to find it. It's certainly not on the front page, but it was a 3.5 earthquake, uh, and it was located... Uh, east of the city, about uh, 30 miles. The, at the epicenter was about 30 miles. Is, uh, is that mountains? Yeah, there's there's hilly mountains out in that direction. They're not they're not huge mountains. So it wasn't a big tumbler, but it was pretty close. No, it was fairly close. Yeah, it's probably the only reason you felt it. Um, but it's it's very minor news. It's it's nothing. All right, so you drive into a rather nice area of town, and uh, the address shows you a, uh, a rather nice two-story house with a double garage and um, uh, nice landscaping, nice, nice clean uh, uh, front yards. Uh, you notice uh, there's a couple of... Uh, maintenance trucks down the street with uh, fellows mowing lawns and and cleaning up them, you know, like you'd expect to see in a, in a pretty good neighborhood. Um, 
there's no cars in the driveway. They're probably in the garage at their home. So should we go up and uh, knock on the door, ring the bell? I don't. I don't see why not. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do a quick um, kind of glancing at, at the street. I'm just trying to see if there's any like anybody like watching and like watching us from any cars. No. Okay. No black trucks. No <laughs> black trucks. And I think a motorcycle would stand out in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Or or a biker of such. All right. Okay. So you all get out and you walk up to the door and you uh, you ring the doorbell, and uh, after a couple of seconds, uh, the door opens and there is a man standing there. He looks like he's maybe in his early twenties, um, dressed in a t-shirt and shorts, and he says, "Yeah, can I help you?" Uh, are you Mr. Uh, Edward Tate? And he, he smiles and he looks back and he says, Ed, there's somebody here for you. And he, uh, he steps away as uh, Edward Tate comes up. Now, Edward Tate looks like he's in his 40s. Mm -hmm. um, he's actually fairly well-dressed at the moment. Um, looks like he was getting ready to go somewhere, maybe the office. And he comes uh -huh. up to the door and he says, yeah, can I, can I help you, gentlemen? What's this about? Uh, well, Mr. Tate, uh, we've been hired to, uh, unfortunately look into the, uh, untimely passing of your, of your, uh, I can't remember what he was, his brother, brother, of your brother, of your brother. And, um, we're the company that's hired us. They just want to see if he had sent you any papers. Look, look, business. Look. Yes, sir. I told, like I told the detective, like I told the others, my brother didn't commit suicide. There is no fucking way that my brother could, would ever commit suicide. Oh. So who are you working for? Uh, sir, off the record, I don't think he did either. And that's what we're kind of looking into. I mean, I know we just showed up out of the blue, but there's, there's some other stuff going on behind the scenes that with, you know, I can't really get into it. It's highly, you know, scientific stuff, but we're thinking, you know, like, and I look around like nervous off the record. I think maybe somebody of one of the other opposing companies might've bumped him off for his, for his scientific research. And we're trying to find out if he mailed anything out, maybe sent you something. Did you get any letters? Did you get any mail in the past few days? It, it, this could possibly catch who actually did this to him. And if you repeat what that I said this, I'll deny it, but I'm on your side. Well, well, who did you say you were with? You don't look like reporters. We're, we're, we're not, we're not reporters. Um, I'll show them my ID. We're fellow scientists. Oh, why don't you come on inside? Thank you. Do you guys drink coffee or anything? Absolutely. William, would you put on some coffee? Sure. He says, come on and sit down. And once again, I'm sorry to barge in like this, but we, well, we, we need to get some answers, and I'm sure you do too. I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I didn't know who you were. And, you know, if you guys are uh, colleagues or, or something like that and you're looking, well, I, I can understand that. So what is it that you need to know? Well, uh, well 
Go Sorry, on, Marcus. Just, I haven't gotten any packages. If that's if that's okay. what you needed to know. Um, I guess first off, just our primary concern is what uh, the thing, the nature of what he was working on was was dangerous, and and what we received, what he sent us before his his disappearance is what we'll call it, um, turned out to be uh, very very dangerous indeed, and um, we're partly concerned for your safety of any packages that you've received. Um, that might put you in danger. We're not entirely sure. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't gotten any packages. What do you mean dangerous? He's a bio, biochemist. Right, and, and biochemists uh, sometimes, depending on their contract, can work on, on things that, that, are, um, that, that can be dangerous. Um, just with the nature of biochemistry, certain things uh, dealing with the human body and certain chemicals just don't well, go well together. I'll admit that, you know, I, I haven't really talked much with my brother in the past couple of months. I've been busy doing other things. Uh, we, we've never really been close. I'm his older brother. You know, I, I sort of always took care of him after our father died. And, uh, and then our mother, you know, our mother passed away about five years ago. And, um, but you know, he's an adult. And, um, I, it's just we don't have that we don't have that much reason to hang out, so we don't. I have my um, his. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, you know, Peter intimated that he was concerned about his safety before he went missing. Um, really? Yeah, he wasn't very specific. I don't think you know he he had concerns. Um, is there anybody else he's close to that might have some information that you can think of? Do you know anybody I that... I don't really know what he does in his life, but uh, um, William, where is that manila envelope? He says it's in the safe right where you put it. Would you get it for us? Um, you know, he uh, uh, his car was found up at... Uh, or down at the uh, Seaside Palisades cliff area, and they said that he might have jumped, but I don't believe it. And the police think that it's suicide just because he left his wallet and his stuff there. That uh, some stuff that he left in a in the car. I've got it in an envelope. That would be uh, of great interest. Thank you. And uh, about that time, uh, William comes back with the envelope, and he says he should probably show him the car, hon. And he's uh, like, he's like, yeah, okay, we can do that too. Tom, yeah. was there a body found? No. So they don't have no. Okay. As far as the police are technically concerned, it's he's missing in that. He's just missing. Okay. okay. But it's they, been four days now, I think. Yeah, but they say that it's yeah. you know a right. suicide. So um, he, uh, he pulls out uh, this envelope, and there's a number of things inside, and we'll, we'll go over them. You, you look at them all at the same time, but you know, we'll go over them uh, systematically. So the first thing you find is his wallet. And uh, he says, he points out, he says the, the wallet, uh, it's his wallet, all of his credit cards are there, there's 140 bucks in the uh in the wallet itself uh, well i should also say this is a nice place right you know um he says there, there's 140 bucks inside uh the uh 
his address is on the uh, on the uh, ID. Um, uh, he says uh, he says you're free to look through it. Uh, when you look inside the wallet, there are two receipts. The good guys electronics, July twentieth, ninety one. He bought a, a VHS for two ninety nine each. He bought thirty of them. Holy shit! Uh, and then from uh, Gourmand Wine and Cheese, same day, bought a uh, Monte Carlo Brie and a uh, bottle of Cabernet. Hmm. Thirty, thirty VHS tapes. Yeah, that's uh. Was that uh, 180 hours of recording at the slowest speed? Uh, he says also uh, there is a business card. Uh, so it looks like a uh, realtor's business card for uh, the, the firm of Theodore, Edgar, Dillon, and Little. And it was uh, specifically Jessica Dillon's uh, business card. And uh looks like her office is at 18 Rashida Lane, Rakita Lane. Or it has a phone number also. The card looks pretty fresh in that image. Is it crisp and new? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it, it seems like he was celebrating something strangely um, mm -hmm. looking at a property and buying wine and cheese a uh a little pad falls out oh oh this is a uh note a small notepad it uh looks like a uh a shopping list but at the top he, he has for, for the farm he uh, has wire, batteries, three five-gallon cans of gasoline, eight heavy bear traps, what the hell, 12-gauge shotgun, two boxes of ammo, two gallons of weed killer, and then he has some stores. It looks like he's Tri F.W. Herman and Company, and then underneath that, Tri Cooper's Seed and Tool. Well, then I'm going to write down a little note to myself, just saying it out loud. Um, kind, of, kind of show everybody else as I'm writing down. Uh, the, weed, the weed killer. Um, I'm just writing a little note that's like we should try weed killer on our little creature that we have. I don't want to say it out loud. but Sure. Um, do you know what, what okay. farm uh, Peter had? I have no idea what he's oh. talking about. Not aware of any form. That's very peculiar. There's a second business card, and this one is a little unusual. It's a black card. It's shiny. And at first, it doesn't look like there's anything written on it. But when you hold it in the light and the light reflects, you can read it. So that's two realtors mm. now. Yeah. Aaron P. Hetley Properties. But no address on this one. A phone number. That's good. And the, the well, not the final thing, but one more thing falls out. Hmm. This one's even odder. Hmm. 
Uh, well, my cult's really bad, so... It's the, it's the Hanged Man card from the tarot. Oh. What language is that? Uh, that's a good question. I, I, it might just be French. I don't know. Pandu. But, you know, the tarot has been translated so many times. Uh, and, it's, you know, it's been around for hundreds of years, so... I don't think that language necessarily is suggestive, although I don't. I'm curious about the yellow symbol on it. Yeah. And the hanged man, I, as best I know, uh, you know, is not necessarily bad luck. That, it, right. You know, it, it can mean anything. But it's a strange thing to have in your glove compartment. Yeah. That's no. the only, that was the only card, of course. Right, Mr. Tate? Correct, and I have no idea what that's all about. The other thing here is he's got two sets of keys. He says, now this, this, these keys here are his house keys and his car keys. Oh. Uh, it's a BMW. Um, and this set of keys, I don't have a clue what these are for, but they look old. So I look at the keys, uh, so kind of comparing to the other one so looks like maybe 50 or 60 years older not not like how modern keys are kind of uh you know yeah maybe even older kind of, oh okay kind of old-fashioned i actually have a little bit of uh locksmithing experience okay shall i shall i tempt my luck tempt fate well uh sure only 21 oh but i rolled an eight nice so i have a keen idea of some kind well you know that they're at least from the 20s maybe older and the kind of lock probably that they're that right. they deal with right. right the kind of door that would be involved and they know. would have they would have in their heyday been made they're they're made out of brass they would have in their heyday been kind of pretty but at this point they're old and tarnished and almost black they could um, be collectible in the luck charm but there might be a strange old door he's like well let me show you the car anyway we uh we put it in the garage because you know we didn't want the neighbors to complain. Understood. Um, you'll you'll see what I mean. So, anyways, he and William walk you out uh, through the kitchen to a door where that leads out into the garage, uh, and you can see uh, Edward's uh, uh, fancy uh, bright red sports car, and you can see uh, Doctor Tate's uh, dark blue. BMW. Now, at a glance, something has scratched the BMW up really bad all over it. Um, uh, he says, you know, guys, uh, if you guys are doing this, if you promise to return them to me, you can have these keys. And, uh, you know, his, his place is across town if you want to see if there's any more clues there. Because if you can, it, I, I, I swear to God, he would never kill himself. Uh, if, if he was murdered, God forbid, but if he was murdered, find out. And if, he, uh, if he's still alive, find out where he is. You know, I, I'm, I'm in a position where I can reward you if you, if you come through on that. I, I'm a lawyer myself, so. Well, Mr. Ted, I appreciate that greatly. Uh, you know, if 
and I do hope that we'll find your brother in, in, in some sound condition before much time passes. But regardless, we won't require any reward from you. Gentlemen, I really have to go. I have an appointment, uh, but uh, William's here and he'll let you out if, uh, when you're done, if you wanna. Now he gave us both sets of keys. Yeah, he gave you both. Okay. Just make was, sure you return them to us. Was the implication that we could move the car? Well, not necessarily, but you can no. take a look at the car. Right. And when you say it's scratch, sorry. Uh, he says he says to you it's going to take a lot to get fixed up, but it's it's certainly salvageable. When you say it's scratched all over, could that describe being boxed in by a couple of motorcycles at a larger truck? Well, we'll get to that. Just a, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So he leaves, and uh, William says, "If you need me, I'm in the in the house." So, um, the car seems to be scratched up all over um do a spot hidden yeah that's what i was gonna ask as a zoologist does it look like an animal type Ooh, i failed i got a 40 out of 50. okay no <laughs> um well i i guess it makes sense uh uh dr carlisle you begin to notice that it, it seems like everywhere on the car that there is paint or chrome or uh, you know something shiny that uh, there are scratch marks all over it. And the scratch marks are all about, they're, they're, they, they seem to be composed of either three or four parallel scratches and they're all about an inch to an inch and a half or so maybe two inches in a couple cases wide but they are all none of the none of the scratches are any longer than that they're like this and, and they seem to be everywhere on the car except <laughs> The leather inside doesn't seem to be touched at all. Well, I bring that to the attention of gentlemen. Did you see this? And then I make the mark like a claw mark as, and I trace it down with my hand. Yeah. Hmm. I'm very confused because on the one hand, the contents of the vehicle in that envelope seem very helpful. And that makes me feel like the police are being responsible. On the other hand, this doesn't look like an abandoned vehicle with a suicide. It looks like some vehicle that was attacked by something. I don't know if we have bobcats in this part of the world uh, or bears for that matter, since he was looking for bear traps. But these don't look like the claw marks of a bear to me, from what I know. No, bear, bear claws are bigger than These are very thin. Yeah, they don't seem to go very deep. They just seem to be, you know, going a little ways through the paint and scratching the surfaces. Like um, superficial. Do do another uh, spot hidden, everyone. Oh, okay, forty-five is a little better. I pass. I got a uh, extreme success. Oh, okay. 
while with an extreme success, you do notice that there is uh, some some actual damage to the front end of the car. Um, okay. The bumper has definitely been damaged. Uh, the hood of the car is hit something. Um, there are remnants of yellow paint here mm. and there, like it like it ran up against something yellow. Right. Um, and because you've got an extreme, as you're looking around the car on the 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 rear left, um, I don't know what you call it, the wing over the over the back uh, tire. It looks like the initials B O F have been scratched into the car. Well, I'll definitely point that out to the group. I'm like going, like the it's not just claw scratches here. Like this is like you know, a, I mean the letters boff or B O F. I mean, you know, that's definitely not an animal. Did that? I mean. No. Are they different in depth or texture? Yeah, they're they're definitely deeper. Is there any rust? Are they older? Uh, no, there are in fact little flecks of paint. Um, they're fairly deep, and they're 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 they've been gone over a couple times. Maybe he was trying to leave a last message. Somebody was, you know, indicating something if they made this amount of effort. I'm afraid it wasn't Tate. No. BOF and, and what was the what was on the tattoo yesterday? On the on the biker's jacket was yeah, GLC. G, GLC. GLC BOF. Yeah. Um I'm going to open up the car door, you know, and uh, kind of start looking around inside and uh, look for the trunk release. I'm assuming it's probably in the glove box. Okay. Um, uh, actually, the trunk release is on the floor. Okay. Next to the front seat. And you find that the trunk pops open. There's nothing inside. But it does look like there's evidence that, that it's not perfectly clean. Let's put it that way. So it, is, it has been used. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this is this is uh, this is a fairly new car too. You'd say maybe two years old at the most. Mm -hmm. um, now, is there like dirt in there, or like mud or dirt, or in the just, trunk? Just just kind of what you'd expect, you know. Nothing nothing particularly dirty. It doesn't look like there's mud or dirt like that. The dust and little bits of things on the interior of the car are there also scratches no so the fact that there isn't anything there are no damage there's no damage to leather but only chrome and paint but there isn't any leather on the outside of the car right and there's no damage on the chrome or paint on the inside of the car right there's no scratches on the dashboard. The glass is intact? The glass is intact. Now, if you look at the glass, there's no print. I know we're not looking for fingerprints, but any kind of, 
you know, when you touch glass, you leave smudges or anything unusual? Um, do a spot hidden. 23 out of 50. Okay. Well, there are definitely smudges. It's uh, hard. From anybody who's... I'm know, just looking to see if there's anything unusual, that's all. There, it doesn't look like there's anything unusual. Like no, no scratch marks. Or... Right. And the thing that we uh, carried across town yesterday. Right. It didn't have claws that I saw. It had teeth. It had tentacles. Right. Nothing indicated anything like a hand or a paw or. Correct. Had no, that but its teeth were not like this. That wouldn't match up. Now that leads me to wonder if there were multiple types of creatures. Well, maybe, or maybe what if, I want, I want to try weed killer, you know, as I was pointing out earlier, just since he want, wanted so much weed killer, if he was concerned that maybe they were going to send some of these creatures after him, maybe he knows some kind of plant-like quality that they react to weed killer, but what if, this thing reacts to something like a paint or a chrome, but not to glass. Well, there's also weed killers, killers that kill lots of other stuff, too. That is very true. Now, before I forget, when I saw those two business cards for properties, and then the list said the farm, maybe he rented a property. And oh. I'm wondering if we should call up this Jessica Dillon or... Aaron and say we're we're Peter Tate's assistant and we're following up on the farm. Maybe we'll they'll let some information slip, or should we just go directly? You know, uh, if we use payphones, we have more than one chance. Exactly. We've got we've got we're both male and female and different ages, and you know they're public numbers to some extent. Um, uh, is it obvious whether or not this is an area that either bears or bobcats would live? Um, we're really in a uh, low desert, uh, technically. Uh, you wouldn't find bear, but the other could be bobcats or, or mountain lions even up in the mountains. Well, with my, with my expertise, would I be able to match this up to any type of animal? That's, no, right? No. It, it, and and there's not many animals that would do this kind of damage. I mean, they might scratch the car, but not everywhere. Scratch it all over. Uh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my back and scoot under it and see if there's scratches in, on on the chassis. Okay. Where no animal would be normally. Okay. Uh, well, while you're scooting under there. Uh, Dr. Margaret and Dr. Leash, what are you guys up to? Uh, sir, is, sorry, you go, go, go ahead. I'm just standing back, taking all the car, the car details in. Okay. Um, I'm going to go talk to William for a second. Okay. As you leave, hey, hey bring me that coffee he promised. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do, Heather. Um, someone's going to walk in. Okay. He's, he's, uh, uh, sitting at a table in just off the kitchen, the dining room or something, 
uh, and he's got some sort of textbook in front of him, which he's going mm -hmm. over. I just have to say, you have such a lovely home. Well, thank you. We try. We try to put it together and make it nice, keep it clean. I do most of the housework. I see as, a, as Edward goes, goes off to work mostly. Yeah, he's a lawyer. He works, he works you know, in one of those big buildings in the middle of town. Oh, really? Very, very. Do you know what, uh, what firm he works for? Yeah, and he tells you. <laughs> Just had to try to find out what we on Biozyme. No. <laughs> Was there, is there coffee in the kitchen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, so he poured the coffee and he, he says, I'll bring it out to you in just a second. No, no, no. I, I, I got it. No, no worries. Yeah, well, you know, maybe it was a lot to carry. So here you take some of them and I'll take some of them. You guys take cream and sugar and he, uh, he gets stuff out of the, the fridge. And Okay. And as we go by, what is he reading? Like the textbook? Uh, it looks like some, some textbook. He looks like he's studying law. Law. Okay. So the same anything I can strike a conversation with, but I'm not a lawyer, so I have no idea. Okay. Um, so he brings you out the coffee. Uh, Dr. Ethan, what are you up to? What are you doing? I was still just looking over the, the claw marks and actually, I, I don't have a tape measure on me, but just kind of trying to get the best detailed. So you, if I. You would guess that the largest one is about two inches wide and the smallest one is about an inch wide. I'm just trying to see if I could piece together in my head the type of animal that could do this. Now, I know I'm, I don't know what I'm looking for, but could I say it would be like a cat? Would it be like a dog? Would it be a, you know what I mean? Like from the, the, the spacing on the claws, how big the paw or hand, you know, just a, my best scientific guess on what I I'm would like at. you to do a idea idea 69 out of 70 Ooh. <laughs> okay you don't have a clue <laughs> um dr dr mills you're inside the car looking around do i a, am to a spot oh. hidden for me oh, okay all right i think i burned my good roll yeah nope nope all right Miss it. I'm going to look at the registration, just make sure it's the same address that we have. So we're not going on a wild goose chase. It is. Okay. And the insurance, and the reason I was thinking, I was like, maybe we could see, hey, these claw marks happened while he was still alive. He might have filed a claim, you know, or if he hadn't, then maybe we could suppose that these occurred the night or shortly before he disappeared. Okay. Uh, his insurance is up to date and, uh, if you need that information later, just say it and I'll say that you have it. So. Right. Yeah. Um, Besides that, I mean, you know, I'm obviously going to kind of look around, but you know, I'm not, not opening up the seat cushions or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. How about the rest of you? What are you up to? Margaret's come back with uh, coffee and William and uh, William's like, yeah, it's quite a mess, isn't it? Right, and, and by that time, I'll find out what, whether the underside is scratched up too. Yeah, there's nothing scratched up underneath. It's only the outside. It's the top, though. Yeah, the top right? and the sides. The top and the sides. 
And Willie, Willie makes an odd little comment that, that might spark something. He says, looks like he was in some sort of an accident. It, it does, yeah. Up front there, it's kind of uh, crumpled in. And like uh, I thought maybe he hit one of those poles that they used to, you know, when they run a chain to mark off a parking lot. Well, you know, I don't know. It looks it looks like an awful lot of damage. Like maybe he uh, he was drunk or something or upset and just kept running through shit. Mm. Yeah. Hey, you, sorry, William. How much? How well does you know um, Peter? Peter? Not really well. Uh, you know, kind of like family things. We'd get together once in a while, but the last time I saw him was a couple of months ago too, when. Uh, when uh, he came over and uh, I don't know, I can't even remember what the conversation was about. It was just uh, him and his brother you know, chatting about things. Um, when, uh, when you didn't talk about the, did he talk about what kind of work he did exactly? Who you mean? Uh, uh, Peter. Peter? Well, I know he was a biochemist over at Don Biazon. But yeah, but he wasn't specific about projects or anything. Oh no, no, he never talked about that. I don't think that he or his or his brother would have understood any of that. I, I or his brother would have understood much about that. But he seemed to really like working over there. He uh, he was always a happy fella. You know, he never uh, he never looked morose or sad or anything like that. His brother raised him, uh, him and his mom. I think his dad died before he was born so how many years different are they uh, about 15 maybe oh well that's substantial yeah so of course they weren't close in that yeah out way. right and and but of course i mean ed ed did look out for him ed put him through school um his mom worked so that he he could go so that uh, that edward could go to school and then Edward was old enough to where he could work to uh, to put his brother through school. So, I mean, they were kind of close, but they weren't really close. He didn't care about our lifestyle, and we didn't care about his, so. And it's just the two, you know. It was just the two of them, rather. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, him and his brother, yeah. Yeah. So they're the only family they got, as far as I know. That's all I've ever heard of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for Ed. That seems, you know. Uh, Ed's okay. Ed, Ed, Ed's very serious most of the time. But, you know, he's got his soft side. Now, did we, we set up a temporary office space, correct? Yeah, over at Zinfotech. Did Do we have a contact number there? Sure. All right. I'm going to jot down. I sure have a pen. I'm going to jot down the number for the office. And I'm going to hand it to him. I'm going to say if anything strange because i don't want to alarm him but anybody strange comes knocking around anything you'll know it if it happens anything weird any time of day or night somebody should answer this number there whether it's an assistant you just tell them to get in touch with one of us and we'll see you know we'll come and help you oh okay sure yes, you know, especially this... sorry you know just any any letters or packages um that might come from from Peter. We especially like to know about, um, and in particular, if anybody from Don, Don Biozyme. Yeah, uh, anybody besides us comes knocking, just give us a call so we know. 
All right. Well, I'll keep you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. And you guys, if you let us know, you know, anything oh. that happens with his brother. Absolutely. Get in fact, give give me your your phone number here. And all right. So he uh, he writes it down on a slip of paper and he uh, hands it to you. Um. I so, uh, what, uh, what, uh, do you guys want to do anything more with the car? Yeah, can I do an idea roll on the initials, the letters? Sure. Uh, it's a zero, zero, six. An extreme? Yeah. Yeah, I ain't going to tell you what those are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can bank that uh, role for important people. The, the spot hidden checks were terrible. So. Yeah. <laughs> they are nope. characters in the English alphabet. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. Let's, let's use that, though, for something. As you're standing there, you notice inside the car a little piece of paper, uh, a little bit under the seat, uh, and it looks like it's got some numbers written on it. Ooh. So uh, I assume you open the door, and you reach for the piece of paper, and that's when... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shock off them. <laughs> I get the nastiest paper cut of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phone number. And it looks like it's written on a piece of paper torn out of that same little notebook that you, that you had. From hit from that that was in the car. Can we see if we could uh, match it up to the spot it was taken from? Maybe there's something else written around it. No, that page seems to be missing. Uh, do do I know where that area code is at? Yeah, San Daniel. Okay, it's the same All as right. the others. Yeah, okay. uh, but how about the handwriting? Is that? Uh, it's definitely Tate's handwriting. Now, is that number different from the one that was on the black business card? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're all, they're all the same area, kid, but they're all different numbers. So that's going to be something we want to call uh, privately until we know. Very private. Now, one, one more thing about but the I, car. Is there a, like, a Don Biozine like, parking permit? Not that you see on the car, no. Disney World? Nope. Permit? Just no, no parking stickers, no like he, they can park in the street in this neighborhood or anything like that? Nothing like that. No. Okay. Just curious. And we, we asked the brother or the, the brother's friend if there was, he didn't have a girlfriend or anything or. Uh... Yeah, he said that he didn't know anybody close to Peter. Okay. Well, maybe there will be something in his house. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, that's that, where it that be. might be a next stop. Yeah, and I, I think you know I don't want to bother these people again, so I want to. Yeah. You know, check under the hood. Yeah, my oh, so let's check under the hood. Yeah, and I want to check the the uh, yellow. I don't think I did this already. The yellow um, paint, paint on the on the fender and whatnot. Take it's a sample. Scratches or it's older. Yeah, and we can take and we should scrape them off just to match for later. Somebody's yeah. got an envelope for that. It's it's uh, your very first impression is like taxi cab yellow or school bus yellow or just a very generic yellow. 
you know. And definitely, and there, and it's near big scratches, so it, it does look like he hit something that was yellow. Something, and it, it doesn't look like anything but paint. It just looks like paint from something that he scraped up against. But nowhere else the scratches have yellow paint, except for the... No, just on the front, damage. right. And these are not the three or four scratches. These are definitely he hit something. Crumpled. There's and... denting and there's... Did, did he leave um, the biozyme facilities in a hurry, maybe? Crash through a gate, or... That's actually... Very possible. Then yeah. think about that. We'll have to go look at the parking lot, swing by, see if there are metal and poles. Um, um, I I ask William if he has a phone book. Sure, yellow pages, white pages. Uh, yellow pages, please. Okay. And then uh, when he does that, I'm going to look. You uh, just I'm going to look up how many taxi companies are in San Dan in the city. Oh, I suppose maybe there's two or three. Okay. All right, quick, quick question. Is this at the time, um, have fuel gauges at this point, do they, do they stay up when the car is off or do they, does that make, does that make sense? I just want to see without turning the car on, can I tell how much gas is in it? I have no idea. If it's a BMW. Um, probably goes down when it's off. Yeah, probably. I have no idea. I never even thought about that. I knew it was a thing. It's so it's it's it, it, if you want to know if the car has gas in it, it seems to. Okay, it'll it'll probably go down. Okay, I'm just because I mean my my train of thought is if if like the tank is full, for instance, like why did they fill the tank up and then kill himself? Okay, if you check, if you check because you do have the keys, if you turn the car on and you check. Um, it's got about uh, maybe a third of a tank. So it's little less than half of a tank that it's got. Okay. okay. And do a spot hidden for me. At 46, that's good. Okay. Um, Dr. Dr. Evans, when you sit down in the seat to turn the, the, the key on, you just sort of naturally adjust the seat because it's just the first thing you do when you sit there. And you notice that the mechanism is caught on a piece of the carpet. Mm -hmm. And you realize that something is hidden uh, kind of next to the door in, in, under the carpet. Hmm. Uh, now William's gone back to his study, so you guys are all alone in the garage again. That's interesting. I'll look more into that. Okay. Um, you pick at it for a second, and you realize that if you move the seat all the way back, that you can lift up that piece of carpet, and there is a journal underneath it. Hmm. I'm going to take it. Okay. That's interesting. Looks like a little brown journal. Uh, it's definitely got writing inside of it. Uh, question is, is, do you want to read it here or do you want to take it with you and read it somewhere else? Well, I'm, I am going to take it. 
Um, you guys have been um, here about an hour. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll read it on the road because I mean we have to go all the way back down a, um, across the city. So I'll read it. I'll read it on the road. But it, that is interesting that it was put in such a spot. Wasn't left there by accident. It's an excellent find, Doctor Evans. Um, and again, as I'm trying to figure out whether the police in town are complicit with some crime or not, they're at least not very good at their job. Uh, Dr. Evans, while you're there, why don't you just pop the hood real quick? Yep. I'm going to take a look inside. Just, yeah, just you know, yeah. nothing stuck in it. No. No. I thought maybe from the impact of the accident, there might be a piece of. Well, anything. there's a little damage to the front, but right. but nothing like you wouldn't expect. All right. I was just hoping, wondering if those hairs or a piece of the other car or whatever it hit might have got wedged in the. It's worth a shot. All right. Close the hood back down. All right. <laughs> Anything else before you leave? Well, thank him for his time and time will be in touch. And please not to hesitate to call if anything he remembers anything or anything out of the unusual at all, even if it's a waste, you know, if you think it's a waste of phone call, just call anyway. Absolutely. I'll tell and you I, Edward. you know, I do want to stress slightly, William, that we have the impression uh, that there are people of active ill intent around who might be involved. So, you know, I don't want to alarm you unduly, but we've seen, we, you know, we just got here and we've, we've been harassed by, by people who are dangerous. Um, so be mindful. Thanks. And thanks for your time and help. Yeah. And I'll, I'll keep in touch. Once again, such a lovely home. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. So you guys go back to your van. I'm, Bronco. I always call them vans. They're not really vans. Uh, Ford Broncos, weren't Ford they? Ford Bronco, yeah. That's right. white, your white Ford Bronco. White. That seats six. <laughs> Next to the to his apartment, I would assume. Okay. So it's all the way across town. So Dr. Evans, did you say you're going to read the journal? Yes. All right. I'm sorry, the place where he disappeared is kind of on the way. It's closer to it. Uh, well, we'd have to go past. Uh, oh no, it's closer place. to his place. So it's we'll actually, place. yeah, it's actually past his place. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a fairly thick journal, surprisingly. And here's the reading portion of our game. Mm -hmm. The journal dates back almost two years to the time that Tate was first employed at Don Biozyme. Um, the first part of it's not of little interest, but here's a few entries. So November 13th, 1989, I got the job. They had an opening I could fill. Haha. Fortunately, old Bennett answered the phone when DBZ called for my references. He gave them a good story for sure. I thinked him up one side and down the other. December 20th. Finally got up the nerve to ask Jennifer Amberster out for a date. I've been working next to her for weeks. What a sexy little gal. Practically drove me crazy. We go to dinner tonight. Hopefully it will lead back to my place. Uh, April 23rd, 1990. Jenny found something interesting in the back lab, the restricted area. The door was open when she walked by and she couldn't resist a peek. 
it looks like some kind of liquid compound, maybe plasma, maybe plasma or a serum, but I can't be sure. I'm going to run some tests on it on the sly and see what I can see what can be found out. April 25th. The results are unclear. I can't seem to link this stuff up with anything I know. I'm sure it's organic, but it's not hydrocarbons. Maybe Jenny has learned something. May 4th. Jenny and I have called it off. Maybe I got tired of the drive down to Thor's gym, or maybe we make better friends than lovers. She's too headstrong for my tastes. This is bodybuilding stuff. It's not my cup of tea, and she doesn't seem to like what she's learned about my private life. June 16th. Jenny says she knows nothing about what's going on, but I'm pretty sure she's lying to me. There's a rumor going around that she's going to be promoted to the P7 lab, and now I'm getting the cold shoulder. Typical. June 24th. Jenny got the promotion. I tried to congratulate her, but she seemed to snub me. Am I not sincere, or is she too good for me now that she's working for Dr. Finley? I hardly see her anymore. I'm not used to being rejected. Whatever. December 8th. Picked up Jenny today at Thor's. Her car broke down. She was cordial enough, though a bit icy. We chatted about old times. I brought up our little investigation from a few months back. She claims that the organic compound we tried to identify is nothing exciting. But that she's not allowed to talk about anything they do in Project P7 for security reasons. It's fucking ridiculous, but the names of these secret projects sound like they come from spy novels. She and Finley have been working late a lot. I bet he's getting some... He's getting some, the bastard. Not that I really care. She can fuck whoever she just... Whoever she likes, just like I do. February 18th, 1991. Caught up with Jenny. Had to wait a half an hour for her in the parking lot. I told her I'd like to get together for a conversation, but she's having none of it. I can't get over her, her growth in the last few months, a kind of spurt that has to be painful and dangerous, but she seems in perfect health. I seriously doubt she would use growth hormone on steroids. Maybe she's trying something new. She must be six inches taller than when we met, and she's no teenager. Is Finley at the bottom of it, or am I just feeling jealous? March 3rd. There's a lot of tells. <laughs> I got this. We'll keep going. All right, March 3rd. Made friends with a tech named Danny Price. Totally my type, but I had ulterior motives. He works in P7, and I thought I might employ a bit of seduction and pump him for information. Huh. March 10th. Got into P7 today with Danny, who said he'd let me take a quick look around. It's all cutting edge. Some marvelous bench gear I'd only read, I'd only read about. Odd library, a shelf of strange books, alchemy? Afterwards, I tried to research the authors Prynne and Von Junst, but there was nothing at the, at the Call Sante Sandamia library. March 23rd, Jenny's fresh back from, from Naples. She won the competition, but shit, she must be over six feet tall by now. She was about 5'2 when I met her. Finley is using her for, as a guinea pig, jacking her up on some sort of new steroid. May 10th, Jenny quit today. She must be seven and a half feet tall. She can hardly get around the lab without breaking things. I hate to see her go. The rumor is that drug use disqualified her from her last competition. No surprise to me. Her personality has changed too. It's hard to believe she's the woman I dated. I told her, told her to stay in touch, but she won't. May 18th, just finished a book called A Task Received, written by R. Jadick, the head of Full Wilderness Corp. Quite a remarkable piece. Inspiring. I read it in a single long evening. I picked up a copy of his second book, Hard Lessons. I think I should look into joining their organization. Maybe Ed and William would like to join too. I like nature, the great outdoors. It's beautiful. God damn, I should have been a naturalist. June 5th, argue with Dr. Finley today. Probably blew my chances to get promoted. 
I think I ought to start looking for another job, some place that cares about its employees, judging by what happened to Jenny. I've been seriously thinking about getting a place out of town, a farm where I could spend some time thinking and getting back to nature. June 14th. Slipped into Warehouse 2 today to look around. Finley was out to lunch with some salesmen. I was surprised to find the place so empty. Most of the building is open floor, lit by fluorescent lights. There's the most god-awful smell, even with the scrubbers going full blast. I don't know what Finley's up to, but it stings like hell. The back room was locked. Supplies? I'd like to find out. June 27th, another argument with Finley today. I think he found out that I've been snooping around. On the bright side, Jessica Dillon called today and said that she found a farm that was just what I was looking for. A long drive, but a good place. June 9th, June 29th, drove out to Delilah over the weekend and looked at the place. I think it will do. Even as isolated as it is, I would have thought they could have gotten at least twice the price. I asked Jessica about the owner and she said that he wanted a short 15-day escrow. That's fine with me. She wouldn't tell me his name, said that he wanted to remain anonymous. I guess I could learn who he is in the county records. The owner is selling it through an agent, someone named Mr. Aaron Hedley. July 17th, close escrow today on the farm. Everything went as smooth as silk with the financing. I'm very excited about the move, but, but with good news sometimes comes bad. The stories going around DBZ is that the company's planning some layoffs. Danny says we need to be careful. I think he means I... I think he means I need to be careful just when things were going right for me. July 19th. It's over. I got my two weeks notice today. I know Finley set this up. Kind of guess it would come on a Friday. Also, I haven't seen Danny in a few days. I wonder if he's on the chopping block too. July 23rd. I sneaked into the back warehouse today and broke into Finley's locked room. I thought I might get my hands on some of the weird compound or even some notes. Selling it on the open market might be worth half a million dollars or more, but I didn't find that. God, the things I did find. July 25th, finally managed to get through to Robert Jadick at Full Wilderness and, and intimated what's going on at DBZ. He didn't believe me at first, but I bet he'll be interested now. I think he might be able to deliver, I think I might be able to deliver one of those specimens right to his headquarters. If that doesn't convince him, can't imagine what will. July 26th, I got the thing out of, out of there, but just barely. Sent it to Jadick via Red Pacific Hurriers. Holy shit. I think DBZ knows I did something, but don't know what. Something terrible is going on at DBZ. I'm off to the farm to live to live off mom's money for a while. Nobody at work knows where the place is. I'll hide there and write up everything I saw, everything I suspect, everything I found, and send it to Jadick, and hopefully blow the lid off this biohazard. July 27th. I got to the farm just before noon. I'll call Jadick in another day or so once I finish writing up my presentation. Meanwhile, I had a visitor, Mr. Hedley, the agent for the former owner. He's a tall, good-looking black guy, but I was suspicious. Headley said he stopped by to make sure everything was all right. I didn't know what he, whether or not to trust him. He was too well-dressed. I felt like he might be one of Finley's men, somebody from DBZ. Although, to be honest, I'm sure I would have remembered seeing such a stink, strikingly handsome man. Anyway, I decided he couldn't be trusted and got him out of the house as quickly as I could. As he left, he offered to leave his card with me, but instead he handed me a card from a tarot deck. Just handed me the card, grinned, and left. The whole thing gives me the creeps. I'm sure he must be from DBZ. I should call Ed and let him know what's going on, but somehow I don't want him to be involved. Better that he doesn't know. July 28th. So, my first night on the farm was great. It's peaceful out here. Hardly a sound to be heard. I should have moved here years ago. Maybe I should have been a farmer. Now a fresh morning and things seem better. I should probably go back to the city and get my stuff from the apartment and bring it out here. 
but I but I can but I can wait ne- until next weekend for that. I'm still not sure if that realtor guy was legitimate or not. He seems awfully nice, and he sure as hell was attractive. But I can't get over that weird non-sweeter card maneuver. Anyway, my immediate plans were for the day is to tour the property. There's still a lot of it I haven't seen. That's where it ends. That's the last entry. All right. So, uh, so from that, uh, we know that I got from that that uh, Jessica she knows where that farm is. It's in Delilah, and you bought some maps, right, Margaret? I did. Uh, so I'm gonna look at the maps and see if I or am I familiar with Delilah? Is it on the? Is it a town on the maps nearby? Delilah is a town, a small town. Uh, east of San Damiel, quite a ways, uh, maybe 150 miles uh, out into the out into the hills and, and countryside, um, uh, and it's not a uh, it's not a major road going out there. So uh, it follows along the uh, the, the San Damiel River, uh, passes through a town called uh, Loam. Uh, and then you, you eventually get to Delilah. But Delilah's even off that beaten path, so it's a ways out there. So uh, Jessica would know, and also that Aaron Hetley would also know. So there's two options. Yeah, well, Jessica, I don't know that you want to get in touch with Aaron Hetley of the weird black card right away. Right, but Jessica, I don't think Jessica would know where it is. Although she might know something about what's going on at Don Biotzine. Yeah, but she's also seven and a half foot tall. Oh, you're talking Jenny. Jenny. Jennifer and Jessica are oh. there with two J's. Yeah. yeah Jennifer's just... the ex who's got too big. And Jessica's the... Is the real teenager. Gotcha. Sorry, so, I just read a lot of stuff. Yeah, you did. So I, was, I was writing stuff. So J- Jenny, she, she entered bodybuilding competitions... So if uh, those were local organized sporting events, we could probably maybe find something about her in the papers if we needed to. But I think not even know. local. We could send an assistant to a public library. Or the yeah. gym he mentioned a few times. Yeah, the uh, I wrote it down. Thor's. 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 Send somebody down there and see if they spawned anybody who was like nine feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven foot woman. There's not a lot of them around. Well, I'm wondering what happened to her if her growth was so erratic. That's what I was just right. Thinking. But and, and the also the other concern is that she left over the same things that uh, poor uh, Peter discovered. If she too has disappeared. Well, I suspect that. I mean, I suspect that she left before she succumbed to some condition because yeah, you can't exactly. grow two feet as an adult yeah and it's be hard. healthy hard on the aorta she and, might not even yeah and i'm very curious about how quickly our uh, little pet is going to grow if he gets the diet that he was prescribed by uh <laughs> by our friend peter who apparently was a very dubious sort of scientist. Yeah, I mean, he seems to have cheated his cheater lies way into position. Uh, stolen and manipulated material while it was there. Uh, 
but I don't, none of this makes me think anything other than that he got eliminated by some figure like the ones that attacked us yesterday. Yeah. Right, but Mel, did he, I wonder, I wonder if he knew it was coming. Like he's obviously put this journal here or put it in the car hidden. Why would he do that? Was he just trying to keep it close to him or was he leaving it for somebody to find? I don't remember exactly the words uh, in the message that came with the creature, but he's both a whistleblower and a creep is basically what it seems like, right? Yes. Right. Like he wanted to get out because things were wrong and also he wanted to get out in a way that advantaged him over time. Yeah, he was willing to sell uh, material on the open market for half a million. Right. And he set up this farm situation and again, bear traps, batteries, wire, what, shotgun shells, basically, you know, he was setting himself up to be a a, a single person army against some onslaught he feared or to keep some of those creatures encaged at the farm that's what i was reading from that yeah, i think that's reasonable right but if you're keeping some creatures at the farm would his shopping list have included the food for him yeah right you can get ground beef anywhere but you can't get uh, crickets, insect larvae, yeah, like yeah, the drop of a hat in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, fly larvae. And it was uh, was it July 29th that he uh, was declared a suicide? I'm sorry, was that a question? Yeah, sorry, it was a question to, to ask to you, to us, but yeah, the maybe. last entry was the 29th. I think he disappeared on the 30th officially. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, on the twenty sixth, sure. he said he was he was prepping a presentation to give to Mister uh, J Tick. I wonder if he can find it. This, now, this is all very recent. Yeah, I'm just yeah. for some reason that's just it's today's the August second. This was yeah. like a week ago. Exactly. If that. Yeah, so nobody maybe... is nobody's really seen him since the twenty fifth. Um, but. His car was found on the 29th. All right. But that presentation he speaks of was a final delivery to full wilderness. Yeah. Right. And David, you were saying something, but you were muted. I was just trying to get the dates together, too. Because today is the second, and the last entry was on the 29th. So that would put it at four days ago. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. So, yeah. yeah, when the four days ago the car was found. So on Sunday or Monday, today's Thursday. Yeah. Now is this a well-traveled area where the car was found? Because it could yes. have been there for a day. No, it's a it's a neighborhood. Okay. A nice neighborhood. I'm just wondering how long the car would have sat before it was noticed and reported and investigated. I'm sorry, I want to be careful not to answer questions that you... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just kind of talking... Yes. I, 
I didn't mean that for you. I was just saying that Sorry. out loud. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's a, it, it was a, it was found in a, the car was found in a public parking space by a recreational area. Yeah, correct. So a, 24 hours wouldn't be, a, wouldn't cause notice, I wouldn't think. Yeah, but the way the car looked, I mean, I mean, yeah. I know yeah. people get overlooked stuff in cities, but gee, that car was screwed up. Especially in an affluent neighborhood, too. So, yeah, so there's like a four day window of not seeing him. Yeah. Did now, I want, if he was at the farm, then, oh, kid, do we, I wonder if we could find a date for the delivery when it was shipped from UPS or however it was shipped to, uh, to Full Wilderness. When was it sent out? That might give us a better. That was uh, an interesting part of that uh, tire entry. It was shipped by what? Yeah, it was shipped by uh, made up uh, by Red Red Pacific Couriers on uh, July twenty sixth. Yeah, which makes sense. That's what the letter that Mister JTIG got was uh, dated the twenty sixth. Right. So then we yeah I don't know how we get a reliable intelligence from them because it's probably private but um if uh full wilderness made a call oh this we received this package uh, how you know they could look into some sort of tracking i don't even know if it's important it's just just popped in my head that's all well i think the question i, I think you're right that the question is still interesting did he send anything to anybody else and what and from where and when? Because we want to figure out when he went to the country house, if he got there, right. if he got any of the stuff he desired. But I, you know, maybe we can figure this out on the drive to the farm after he visited his house. And it yeah. did say in the journal that no one from his job was aware that he got the farm, so hopefully we'll be the first people there. If yeah. we can find it. Except and hopefully he doesn't have more of these creatures there. It doesn't say how many he took. You know what I'm saying? We just well, He certainly aware. took something he thought it could sell. Right. Right. And if he has more more of them and they've gone unfed. Now, because, you, because you have the journal in your hands, I'll clarify a few things. Uh, he doesn't say that he took anything. It says that he was thinking about taking something. And what he found was so horrible, that's why he contacted Jadik. Okay. And then he, uh, he attempted to get one of the creatures out to send it to Jadik. Which he did. That's pretty much all that he did. Okay. And there was an implication that he was kind of a true believer. Uh, Not a cynic about contacting Jadek. He was like, true. I read these books and I found them yeah, very moving. He really liked them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And Jadek's piece is interesting in context yeah, of all of this. It also it's, implies, too, uh, it doesn't necessarily imply that he's in any way shady, just that he wasn't working in that P7 lab, so that was a restricted area. And then when he did get a glance in there, because he was probably just doing his job, that uh, there was some weird stuff going on in there. 
Yeah. And if she worked in the P7 lab, this Jenny. Jenny, Jenny And it's apparently the same lab where this creature came from. It's implied, yeah. Uh-huh. It's implied. It is true that he was shady, though, because he, he, at the beginning, he says, well, I got the job because the right person answered the phone and lied for me. Like, he doesn't seem like he was qualified. Well, he didn't say that he lied for him. He just said he talked him up really well. He yeah, talked him up and then... He didn't say coverage or anything? Well, I think Bentley I answered the phone when DBZ called for my references. He gave them a good story for sure, I think. A good story? Not it does truth. sound, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it might have been a big deal. You, but, you've seen uh, his credentials, so... That's true. Yeah, so... He's uh, got now the, and he's got uh, all sorts of things. So. The other red flag that sticks out to me is that well-dressed uh, African-American gentleman who handed him a tarot card. Yeah, that that's, just, that's one that creeps me out. He arranged the selling of a farm. Yeah, he was... Um, a, of a mysterious uh, owner. Yeah, he was a... He, according to the journal, he was uh, the owner's agent. <laughs> And he wanted a 15-day escrow. Now, I'm not a real estate person, so I don't know how big of an exception that is. But Jessica would be able to help us out, which we plan on talking to. But it's uh, – oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say it said that that gentleman came down. He didn't think he was actually part of Hetley's assistant. He said he said he was an assistant for Aaron, but he thought he might be from DBZ. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I think that that's, uh, you know, he wasn't part of Aaron, at least from the way he said it. I don't know if he was from Aaron. He's either from DBZ or an outside, like completely out of something we don't know about yet. Well, I think our missing person was suspicious and the card is weird. So yeah, cards real weird. cause to be concerned. And again, we should call that number, but not... Any place right. that we could be recognized. And he did say he was too well-dressed. So he comes from money. Yeah, and, and you know, he talked a lot about how attractive this man was. You know, and according to his journal, you know, he indicated that he was interested in women. So this man had an allure to him that seemed... I think yeah. I got the impression he liked both yeah. kinds yeah. of... Yes. Comments. That's what I get. Because he yes. liked that other assistant, too, he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, or gla- glazed over it, but yeah. 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 And then he did say that Jenny didn't like what she found out about his lifestyle. So right. I w- at first I took it as maybe he was into something, bes- you know, and then I read it that he's probably bisexual. Yeah. It's a possibility. Yeah. I, I, I'm my my initial concern. I think we should follow up the real estate thing, um, and we also need to find out what's happening at the lab. But I'm very curious about the his colleague whose body changed so much in a short period of time, because that seems like an actual. That seems weird. That's, it seems yeah, weird right and this... maybe dangerous, depending on where she is and if she is. Yeah. If she, just, would she say she was five two or five yeah, four? Five, five, five two, two six was, nine, I think. No, she seven got over and a half foot. foot tall. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, whatever's going on there is a dangerous anomaly. 
Um, I have a feeling she didn't find not, her first. I have a feeling she's probably not around anymore. And if she is, who knows how tall she'll be. I suspect that we're not going to find her alive. And she's a bodybuilder. She could have become something insane. That's that's true. But now this is the second case that I've heard of um, in our little situation here of a miraculous kind of biological development. I mean, we have this lady who grew quite incredible, but we also have our, you know, our patron, you know, the person who's paying us. Um, Mr. People, people get over cancer, hmm. Margaret. I'm sorry. People, you know, people have very different outcomes. And let's I mean, not. For, oh, sorry. Continue. I don't. You know, I don't mean to suggest that you're being unreasonable. I'm just saying that it's a very different thing to recover from a cancer than it is to grow outrageously. That's true, but at his stage of, of cancer, right, he was like very, very terminal, right? Am I misremembering that? No, no, you're remembering it correctly. Okay. Yeah. That was stage four. So But cancer outcomes are hugely variant. Whereas, you know, people don't usually become giants after the age of thirty. Right. It's just yeah. something we can keep in the back of our mind, though. Let's not forget, we still have his apartment, too. That's right. And we're driving there. We can also say that in order to get to his apartment, you're going to be passing through the middle of town. So if there's any stops which you'd like to make along the way, that's possible. Well, we might as well hydrate. It is probably like 90 degrees out by now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to get some extra waters and stuff and just keep them in the vehicle just so we have some Gatorades and drinks and little snacks in the car. If we, at some point in the future, we're going to be taking a trip. It's 1991. I think the only water you can buy is Evian. Delicious. Uh, so what, what Gatorade, but that's sugar water. When we stop, I'm going to uh, look for a phone booth and see yeah. if they still have the public phone book in the phone booth yeah and we should we should call all the numbers that yeah. we have how well i just want to know what's happening with them how well attached is the phone bo book to the phone you, booth you yeah. in my chain mind. In book. it, it oh, hangs yeah. it hangs on a thing <laughs> that flips up and then opens so it's okay. pretty much in there however okay. you could disassemble that and take the phone book with you it's just and you can take any page you want yeah, yeah. We're gonna, look up, we're gonna look up the uh, address of Thor's gym. All right. Uh, that's easily found. So the downtown tour involves rehydration, sneaky <laughs> phone calls, we get some nuts, some sunflower <laughs> seeds, and a gym, uh, yeah. one, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Thor's gym. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make you write this down since you made me look it up. Got three five six Baker Street, uh, San Damiel nine five one oh seven. The nine 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 number, isn't it? Sure, three five six Baker Street, San Damiel. Okay, all right, excellent. I'll rip that page out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have gotten our own phone book. But. I, I, I should just say, 
It says right here, Mark Morrison suggests that since players get real satisfaction in writing down addresses, <laughs> a long list of all of the addresses oh, no. for everything. So satisfying. Take write it down. <laughs> I feel like we have very, I didn't very realize until, satisfying. I didn't realize until now, but there's also at the very end, it says new addresses, and then there's lines for me to write addresses. That's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so anything in town before you go out to uh, Tate's house? Well, again, I want to try, I think we should try all the phone calls. Okay. Yeah. Phone numbers. So you're going to do it from a pay phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, tell me who you're going to call first. Um, Jessica Dalton, I think, should be first because yeah. she's the least suspicious. That's what I was thinking, also. Right. Jessica uh, Dillon, you mean? Dillon, yeah. Jessica oh, Dalton. I, th- I wrote Don Dalton. Maybe it's Dillon. Sorry. Dillon. All right. The phone rings. Um, Theodore Edgar Dillon and Little. Hi, is Jessica Dalton available, Dylan? Yeah, hold on just a moment. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is Jessica. What can I do for you? Jessica, I'm, I'm thinking about that farmland still. Uh, what is it? Way out east to, east to town. Uh, I'm sorry, who is this? Uh, then my Thomas Jadick. It's Thomas Jadick. I we t- I think we talked uh, like last month or so. No, I don't think it was me. I don't, I don't have your name written here. What what property were you looking at? I've got your card. I was looking at a farm. It was I think thirty odd acres in the middle of nowhere, just a private place. No, I I, I specialize in farms. So, uh, uh, do you know what town it was near? It was near Delilah. What's it called? Delilah. Delilah. Uh, well, I, I recently sold a farm out there. Um, oh, the Delilah place went. Oh yeah, yeah. The price was really good, and uh, the buyer the buyer bought it up. There was only a fifteen day escrow, so you know, it it went really fast. I'm sorry about that. Uh, was that a special off. arrangement with a short escrow? That's crazy. Well, you know, some people. Uh, it, it depends. You know, sometimes people buy another place and they end up getting the place and then they don't want to have to make two payments. So they, they make the escrow as short as possible. Yeah, um, if I there's appreciate. another place that you're interested in, you can come into my office. I'm here every day. I'll, I will come by, but I'm also going to try to get that place away from the buyer. Because I, you know, it, it took me a while to convince my partner that it was a good investment. Oh. So, well, you might have some a hard time with that. Got it? Uh, uh, he uh, he really said that he liked the place, and uh, I think you know he was some sort of a scientist, and he just wanted to get out there and get away. Uh, That's funny. I'm, I'm I'm in a similar place, but uh, hey, Jessica, thank you very much for your help. I'll I'll go out there and see if I can convince him. You're welcome. We'll drop by my office, sometime. or I'll drop. I'll visit you. Absolutely. All right, and I'm sorry, what was your name again? Oh, uh, Thomas Jasek. Thomas Jasek, all right. Get that address so we could drive by. Don't we have it? 
We don't. Oh, and what was the uh, street address? Oh, well, um, let me see. Let me take a look. I remember, you know, looking at it, it was, it was a very appealing plot. You're talking about the place out in Delilah. By Delilah, yeah. It's very, it seemed very, you know, very pleasing. That was out on, let's see, where was that now? That was out on, on Lancaster Road. Uh, oh, that was, seems familiar. Yeah, that was number number seven, I think. Lancaster Road. It was the the little farm. Uh, it wasn't a really yeah, huge. Not a not a huge. Yeah, just like a, like a private kind of place. Yeah, that's the place that you said you were looking for. Um, we've got a number of other places that are, are very similar. Uh, why don't you come into my office and I'll. Uh, I'll pull that information out and we can go over it. That's fantastic. If you've got something like it, I'd love to see it. All right. Thank you. I look forward to meeting you. Thank you for your help. And she hangs up. That probably was four extra quarters in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll come out of the per diem. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I've got a number, uh, friends. I mean, I've got a location for the for what might be the farm. Uh, it seems consistent with what we have learned. So that's a it's going to be a little bit of a trip, but yeah, I think it, it should seem it seems like it should be worth it. Oh, I agree with Next. that. Yeah, we want to call the uh, Aaron. Or do we? So, yeah, again, I would use a different phone booth, like just one over or whatever, because I, because yeah. okay. I don't, I'm concerned about the surveillance after yesterday. Uh, well, that's a good idea. I'm sure there's uh, one right around here. Back in the nineties. Now that he said that surveillance from yesterday, I just want to take a look around and do a spot hidden or something. Just take a good long stare. Okay, just about him. Yeah, I see the back of his head. <laughs> it's very suspicious. <laughs> you have some lint on your shirt, and that's not lint. Ninety-three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <93. laughs> pretty bad. Yeah, you don't see anybody. And at this time of day, there are lots of people around, and you're in the middle of the city, so. Yeah, just you know, kind of put that little light bulb off on my head. Um, okay, so realtor, realtor. Does, does somebody else want to try the other, the, 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 the scary realtor? Yeah, 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 I'll be. We can walk, we can walk a block and yeah. stand in the shadow of this palm tree. And we had that slip of paper number also that we have no idea. Yeah. I really hope that there's a yeah answering machine on that number, although I doubt it. 
So yeah, let's try let's try Aaron a second time and then move on and try the mystery number. I'd love to get her name. Yeah. So um I assume we can find another phone booth and um yeah. Before I dial up Aaron, I'm going to look in the phone book and find out the name of uh, the local escrow company. Okay. There are there are phone booths everywhere. Yeah, in yeah. the land of phone booths, in the, in the <laughs> phone booths. Yeah. Um, the local escrow company. Mm-hmm. I don't know Heisenfram Escrow. Oh, I hate that escrow company. Okay. <laughs> All right, then I will dial up the uh, the number on the Aaron Hetley Hetley's uh, phone call business card. All right, the phone rings. It rings a second time, and then there's a click, and then you hear, "We're sorry, the number that you have dialed has been disconnected or is no longer in use." Fuck. Et cetera, et cetera. Right, like. So I uh, I relay that too, and I was like, "Yeah, that one's been uh, been disconnected." Look up That's that name awesome. in the yellow pages and the white pages. The Aaron P. Hetley. See if right there's another number or what if there's an advert or whatever. Do a spot hidden for me. Yes, by three. You pretty much thoroughly go through. There is no such. Person you must have it unlisted. Damn. Yeah, but what type of business would have an unlisted number? How does people yeah. find anybody these days in the phone book? Yeah, no address, like no picture, nothing except a phone number that's not listed. That's yeah. when, we, when we find some indication of Aaron P. Hetley, we know that it's not a legitimate business. Exactly. If we ever do. All right. Yeah, it's highly suspect. Let's go find it. We'll walk to the booth right next to it and call the mystery number. Okay. Uh, well, that was, uh, yeah, the, the, the regular mystery number. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 465-8895. Uh, the phone rings, rings a second okay. time, rings a third time, rings a fourth time, rings a fifth time, rings a sixth time. And suddenly you hear a click. And it's like, what? What do you want? Who is this? Oh, hey, this is uh, the Hasten uh, Escrow Company. I was, uh, I was uh, trying to reach a realtor there. No, no, there's no realtor here. Who the hell are you? Oh, well, the, the escrow company. Who are you? So, I, so we can update our records and make our sure house, we don't that call. house that that farm sold. We don't. We're not interested anymore. Goodbye. Slam the, oh. the door. Okay. I mean, the phone slams. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was someone that was uh, that was either the seller of the farm. I relay the conversation I had, of course, very one-sided conversation, and. Uh, I go, so that seemed to me it indicated they might have been the seller of the company, a seller of that farm. I bet that uh, someone um, with our connections or above our connections can get better information on that number and therefore that name and therefore that location if we need it. 
Yeah. And it, it'll be in public records. I mean, you know, there you should be, yeah. I don't know what the local laws are, but yeah, the deed transfer. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually when a house goes for sale, all it, it is public record. Yes. Yes. So I, I do know that. That's how all the moving companies and stuff start calling you up when you're about to move or sell your house. You'll get a million phone calls because all you have to do is go to the public records and it lists all houses that are currently on for sale by county. Uh, that might well. not be universal in the States. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, but deed transfer, that's, that's. Yeah. Somebody's going to have access to the information. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if we have an if we have an address and a phone number, then we could, should be able to figure out something, given a given a little time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've learned a right. couple of things. Yeah. Hmm. Today, pretty fruitful day for just starting out. Yeah. Set so about down. this time, uh, if you're going to continue on to Tate's, um, you want to make one more call to Thor's gym, just uh. Ask about the crazy giant girl that, that works out there and see how their reaction is. All the guy could do is say you're an asshole and hang up. But if he, <laughs> you know, he maybe he's like, she's not here anymore and hang up. Or, that or least... maybe we could call like for a, like a high school reunion. Type yeah, something, something. Or, yeah. Hey, was... or a casting agent to some B-rated movie. And hey, we saw her and we just wondered, uh, you know, play a, play a sleaze stack or something like that. That's brilliant. Go with that. All right. So, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll call up uh, Thor's gym. Okay. Uh, phone rings. Uh, rings once. Uh, man answers it. Uh, Thor's gym. Hey, uh, Thor's gym. This is uh, Sandra at uh, Dark Moons Production. How are you doing? Hi, uh, Sandra at Dark Moons Production. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, yeah, well, you know, this might seem a little strange, but let's know. But uh, one of our uh, employees, he he's works out at the gym. He says that he'd seen a, we're, we're casting a horror movie, and we're looking for some very tall people. And he said that there was a lady that used to work, that, that worked out there that was very tall. I said over seven foot, and we thought maybe oh. she'd be perfect to play one of our creatures. You're, you're talking about Jenny Armbruster. Oh, is that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, I... I I haven't seen her in months. Oh, oh, that's just that's heartbreaking. And I know this is asking a lot, but but do you do you guys still have her contact info? I mean, you know, we, we well, to be just perfectly perfect. honest, I don't feel comfortable giving that over over the phone. Uh, but uh, um, uh, I I don't think she lives here anymore. Oh, 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 she she moved away. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ask uh, if she's. Ask if you. Ask if you, they think she's okay. Yeah, you, you think she just moved away? She didn't get like injured or uh, you know. Well, as far as I know, I know she was pretty broken up over uh, getting disqualified, but uh, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, how, how tall was she? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so she got disqualified. What, uh, what, maybe that could be a lead for us to find, find her, you know, because, man, she would be perfect. And, you, you know, what, what, uh, what, what competition was she, uh, 
she disqualified from? Because I'm just kind of assuming that's what you're applying. Well, yeah, you know, there's lots of competition. She was she was disqualified. They said that that uh, they found something in her system, but there was nothing on the uh, on the uh, the restricted list, and uh, uh, it was it was a it was a travesty that she got uh, uh, that she got disqualified. You know, that was uh, that was her her passion. Right. Uh, yeah. But that yeah. was that was a while back. God, that was that was last year. Um, and, uh, and then she, uh, as far as I know, she moved away, uh, not sure where to. Um, oh, so yeah, no contact info for her there. Uh, I, dang. Yeah. If you, uh, yeah, you see, you know, movie deal. Wow. Uh, yeah. 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 If I, if I can think of anything, you know, she's got a, she has a little friend named Noel, Noel Rand. Uh, they used to hang out together. Noel Rand, and, and, and forgive me. I mean, you know, uh, is it that 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 uh, a she? Uh, Noel is that a she? That that yeah, it's a girl. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, and just just so so we know, make sure we're not going down a wild goose chase. Uh, we understood that she was like over seven foot tall. Yeah, she is a big girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that. That'll be perfect. I mean, I really, really appreciate it. So, Noel yeah, Rand, you make Rand. her into some sort of, sort of uh, you know, movie monster. She'd be the one to pick. Right. Yeah. Following the she's footsteps of Bridget Nelson. Of she's a lot bigger than a lot of the guys here. Oh man, that's, that's gonna last, be... last time I saw her. That'll be perfect. So, so Noel, she, she's she's still available to get a hold of, correct? As far as I know. Okay. She work out at the gym. Uh, occasionally yeah i've seen her i haven't seen her in a while either but oh oh that's that's crushing but uh okay I mean, she had what. friends here you know but oh. uh okay. yeah good luck you know hopefully she finds something that uh, uh you know she was uh she was actually a scientist she wasn't uh oh no bodybuilding was oh. her uh her oh. hobby but i don't know if she'd get into movies or not but well, you know, you know, that that Hollywood calls, they 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 people answer. Well, yeah, I've, if I see her, if I hear from her, I'll I'll tell her you called. All right. Well, well, thank you and remember dark side of the moon, that's the way to go. You got it. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh Heather, did you take acting classes in college? Oh, you know, uh, sometimes you just have to keep those students engaged, and sometimes, uh, you know, you got to be able to uh, spin a yarn for him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I so they, they haven't seen her in a while, but they said that she has a friend, a uh, Noel Rand. And of course, you got her number. Uh, they they didn't, didn't hand that out, but I'm going to look her up in this phone book that's right here. A phone book, you say? It's, it's weird. <laughs> um, the phone book, uh, yes, it does have a Noel Rand, N-O-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, Rand, R-A-N-D. Uh, uh, it's got her phone number and it's got an address. 115, Anza Road, number 32, uh, in uh in San Damiel. All right, one fifteen Answer Road, number thirty-two. Thank you. Hmm. Is that on the way to the uh, Peter's place? 
Uh, not really. Okay. Okay. Right. So we we after the interview with Edward Tate, we stopped in town to take care of these things. Uh, we're not going to make it out to the farm, but we have an idea where it is. Yeah, but that maybe would be at least a two two and a half hour drive to get out there. Right. Uh, I'd like to make a call into the lab and see if anybody's noted anything that's worth reporting. Okay. So from the lab, over this, what you find out from the lab is they're having a real difficult time getting any kind of sample from this creature. Uh, it seems to be very, very tough skinned. Um, subduing it is extremely dangerous. Um, there are um, there are some very strange things showing up in its uh, the liquid that it's producing. Um, this is the green slop. The green slime, yeah. Uh, odd little uh, sort of clusters of cell-like structures. They're still not sure what they're looking at. Um, they, they can't seem to identify any kind of blood. Um, they've tried x-raying it and it, it's either invisible to x-rays or uh, it seems to be completely hollow. It, it doesn't make any sense. They're not seeing any kind of structures inside of it. And uh, not even the teeth show up. No, nothing. Um, now, is this X-raying the creature? Correct. Okay. They're they're going to continue. They, they're going to continue tests, but uh, they they haven't been able to do much so far. And it's it's going to. They've got some things working, some things cooking, but it's going to be days before they find out anything more. Okay. Um, as long as the slime that they're want to identify if there's any um, like multiple things in the slime like a spread if there's, if there's little like amoebas swimming around in it or just anything that isn't the slime they don't see anything like that okay so um, it's just the slime it's like genius everything is the slime in the slime uh, what they tell you is there seem to be little little microscopic packets of various materials, various poly, uh, um, what do I want to say? Po uh, Polymorphous? Uh, no, the, what are long molecules called? Polymer. Polymers. Uh, it seems almost like they're polymers, long streams of, 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 of cell, of proteins, or, or maybe they're not proteins. They haven't been able to really analyze them yet. Long chain hydrocarbons. Yeah. Very strange. That they don't know. Very strange. And they're not the same in each little packet. They're different in each little packet. Um, but no, no cellular structures that they can find that match. They say the closest sort of thing that they can, they, they sort of guess is that it's closer to a fungus than it is to an animal. I wondered why I was involved. 
Um, has it consumed anything? Yes. And did it, it consume it through its mouths? It, it did. It, uh, it seemed to almost pounce on the food and consume, but it doesn't seem to be excreting anything other than this liquid, oh, except for one thing. They, they did notice that the outgassing that it is, uh, that it's producing contains high concentrations of cyanide. And that you were all kind of lucky when you were confined in the truck with it, that, that you weren't more, more heavily uh, exposed. Uh, when you say high concentrations, uh, I believe that we were lucky. Uh, we know what the weight of the creature is at this point, right? It's a matter of less than 10 kilograms. Right, I think, yeah. And so a high concentration, given what it's given to intake, would be, you know, fairly, a fairly small quantity. But it could be, in a, in a contained space, it would be dangerous for a mammal. Correct. Because it excretes toxins. Right. Uh, did, go ahead. Sorry, if we prepare a panel of, of tests, I want to see how um, how it reacts to uh, chrome. With the scratches on the car and our thinking of these creatures, I just want to see if this thing has any reaction to metals. If well, you go going along those lines also, it didn't touch the interior or leather. Maybe have some sort of test set up with leather also. Well, the behavioralists want to set up a number of behavior tests, which they're, they're going to plan on running tomorrow. Um, there are a couple of scientists who want to kill it and dissect it, but not until the, the others want, no, not, not until they've learned more from it. Um, and that's about all you get from the lab. Uh, what you also get is one of your, the assistant who went to talk to the police. Um, they were ident they were able to identify that GLC is a uh, heavy metal uh, local rock group called God's Lost Children. And we hadn't been able to ask it about BOF. Yeah, it didn't. But I would like to I would like to send that query back along the same chain. Okay. Now, Dr. Flores, if they took an X-ray of a large fungus, would it react the same way that this creature reacted to an X-ray? Meaning that there would be no nothing, you know, it wouldn't show anything. There's not a lot of structure in most fungi. Um, but but I have to ask the GM for better data than that. I think that's true, right? Yeah. So at yeah. this point, if you're heading towards Tate's, why don't we do that next time? Okay. Okay. All right. You guys did really good tonight. Uh, before we call it, uh, I would like to take a copy of the phone book and try and find a name to pair with the uh, mystery number. 
Okay, well, that is virtually impossible. You've got tens of thousands of phone numbers, and they're not they're not listed numerically. Um, We've got the uh, the area code. You you might be able uh, to use four one one information and get a reverse lookup. I'm not sure if they would give that information out. Right. Especially if you didn't have the name. I think that they used to be, if you called them up and you said, this is my friend Jessica something's number, and here's her phone number, can you tell me what her address is? I think that they would give you that. Because it's in the phone book. Right, right. Maybe we can look at records of that phone number associated with the address of the farm. Possibly. You've got public records you can look through. And remember, we still haven't gotten to his apartment. There might be more clues there. So next right. week or later today, we will. Yeah. Just want to make sure that that's so... on the docket to try and get a name with that. Okay. All right. Our players included David Gassaway, Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly. Keith Craig and Jason Melnichok with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with this show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron, Mark W. Bruce, who is now contributing $3 a month. Thank you very much, Mark. If you'd like to, if you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP. Call of Duty role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming.